Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get a oh yeah? What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 93 of the Enterprise Now podcast where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I talk with Brad Herta of Focal Point Coaching. Brad is focused on working with business owners who want more from their businesses, having a positive impact on people, families, businesses, and communities. We talk about the value of having a great coach and what coaches bring to the table. We also talk about perspective, accountability, and how to grow with tomorrow in mind. All right, let's dig in. All right, Brad, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah! Nice, nice. So, Brad, first of all, let me say thank you for sitting down with me. I'm always excited to talk with business owners and entrepreneurs because, admit it, we're a little bit different. So anytime that I can get the opportunity to talk with uh, another individual who thinks like I do, I'm always excited about that. Um, Now, I want you to tell us about yourself. But when I say that, I mean, feel free to go all the way back to the day you were born. Or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. So, uh, go all the way back. Born in West Allis Memorial Hospital here in Wisconsin. Uh, born and raised in the Milwaukee area. Grew up by the stadium over by Juneau High School. Uh, went to Pius High, which I am very grateful that my parents sacrificed for that opportunity. Because uh, it prepared me so much for my college life down at UWM. I was the first graduating class in operations management and also majored in finance and then found my way working through high school and and college at various different jobs, selling auto parts to small manufacturing facilities, just odd things to get yourself through school when you could actually pay for school while working, uh, unlike today. Growing up, loved cars, going to swap meets, car shows, working on automobiles, tearing apart engines, doing those things. Uh, my first car was a 69 Ford Galaxy 500, a big old beast with a trunk that you could fit five, six, seven people into to go to the drive-in with. So that was always fun. You know, my first real job was working at Cole's Food Store over in 84th and Blue Mound back in the day. Uh was a bagger and then uh, did a bunch of uh, general merchandise stuff and went over to the auto parts side where I worked at Whitlock and the Wisconsin Auto and Cranmer Auto Parts and did that while I was going to school. And those jobs taught me a lot dealing with the public on that consumer front. 
and that interaction. And in all of those environments, I was always looked to as the go-to guy to figure out something different. How can we improve a process? How can we make it more effective, more efficient? And, and those jobs really led me down that operations management path when I got to college. And that was very exciting. Coming out of school, worked at an organization called Interstate Forge, which is a closed-eye forge shop that used to be on 27th and Capitol here in Milwaukee. Uh, we grew from $10 million to $120 million. So that experience provided me how to deal with rapid, accelerated growth and, and how to manage in that environment without adding 45 people to your headcount uh, to erode your profitability. Didn't know that at the time when I had that job, that was what it was going to teach me. But today, that's what I look back and say, okay, how do you manage effectively rapid, accelerating growth and do it wisely? From there, in 2000, I went to uh, Bucyrus International down in South Milwaukee. Started out there in a purchasing role, went from a buyer to a senior buyer to a manager. Uh, at one point, it was a, myself and one other person. And I was challenged to grow that team, grew that team to 12 people. I was in that subcontract manufacturing space. And we outsourced about a million direct labor hours out into the local area, into the economy from about 2004 to 2008. And at that point, that's where I gained my appreciation and passion for that entrepreneur, that small machine shop business owner, that small welding owner, that those small shops that are heartbeat. Those are the guys that have really sacrificed for the community. And that's where I gained an appreciation for what they do and who they are. Having those conversations with those business owners about my business at that time with Bucyrus going from maybe $300,000 a year to $1.3 million a year in a short period of time, that taught me a lot about that small business owner as to what they think and how they look at things differently compared to the, the customer side of the things. Uh, so we had very engaging conversations to make that happen and, and, and grow and be successful. When you are the customer and you tell your supplier, it's okay to tell me no, to not take my business, and it's okay because we want to both be successful, uh, that changes the relationship at, in a heartbeat. And, and that really positioned myself and my team as we installed those traits into our team to say, hey, it's okay to say no. We became one of those premier OEMs that people sought to work with because of the way we treated our suppliers at that time. It was just a phenomenal point in my career to have that type of relationship and that type of respect um, and communication with our supply base. Then I moved on to start a project management office in the product group for the Dragline team, uh, implemented a PMO office uh, from 2010 through 2013, and then from 13 to 2016. Worked on doing the cultural transformation piece as Caterpillar acquired Bucyrus in 2011 and 2013. It was going to be, we're really going to integrate and merge. And then they started moving jobs from South Milwaukee to Tucson, Arizona. And uh, at that point, I decided I needed something different. And that's when I found Focal Point and started my business coaching career uh, in that space. Officially, however, I'd been doing it for the past 10 to 15 years. Family side, uh, married to my beautiful bride since 1995. We got engaged in Halloween in 94, the Bears-Packer drenching game on that Halloween Eve, or Halloween night, I should say. Have two sons. One is a junior at the University of Minnesota, and the other is a sophomore down at the University of Kansas. So that, and that brings kind of where we are today, you know, trying to run my business, launch that business uh, last Jan this previous January of 2016, and it's been awesome uh, meeting people, having conversations, 
uh, engaging with uh, gentlemen like yourself, LZ, to have those conversations about what business really means to those business owners. And they're very powerful conversations, and sometimes they get emotional as well. So I'm just grateful that I'm where I'm at today. I'm going to come back to the your entrepreneurial moment, because I'm always curious to know what goes through a person's mind when they make that um, that shift from what they have known to the unknown. So I'm going to backtrack. We'll, we'll pick that up a little in a little bit, but I want to backtrack a little bit. Okay. Um, I think you gave me a hint um, of this, but what's your favorite thing to do? My favorite thing to do, personally, I, I love the game of golf. I love playing ice hockey when I'm not injured, taking care of the house, DIY projects, cooking, uh, yard work, all of those things. I like doing things uh, hands-on and seeing what benefits there can be. Uh, the game of golf is I love because it's against myself. At the end of the day, you're playing against yourself, and it's a mental challenge on on how to be prepared to do your best in that situation and focus and concentrate. Professionally, I enjoy helping people achieve what it is that they call success. See, I know that we should be friends because your favorite things to do are my absolute unfavorite things to do. For example, (laughs) cooking. I need friends that love cooking because I do not love cooking. I love eating, but I don't love cooking. If you're willing to clean up afterward, no problem, right? I got you. It's a deal. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So if you could identify one thing, what would be your superpower? So I've been told this by my past bosses, by fellow coworkers, by even suppliers in the past. They ask me, how do you see the future? And I tell them it's not that I can see the future. It's just that I can put all the pieces and context around me together to have a predictable outcome if nobody does anything to change the outcome. One time I had a uh, wager with one of my employees for lunch on a project we were having. Uh, We had about four months to complete the project. You know, he said, okay, this is what's going to happen. I said, okay, great. I'll take the wager on that. But when I point out all the things along the way, I would do what I can to help them to be successful and, and have to say, okay, what about, what about the machine shop? Do they do they have it in the schedule? Do they have the production order out? Small little clues to help them see the bigger picture to connect the dots for them to be successful. Same thing with our leadership teams. Ask them those various questions. If we want to go from A to B, okay, that's great. Especially when we merge our two two cultures. I knew the Busaris culture. I knew I learned the cat culture quickly. And I could see how those two things would have to interact and the investment it would take and put those things on paper. And then we'd say, okay, if we want that result, we need to do these things. And when you forget to do those investments in time and resources, you're not going to get your desired outcome. And then maybe a year or two later, they go, you told us about this, didn't you? I'm like, yes, I did. So just connecting those dots and putting things in the context to have a predictable outcome. How do you, how do you overcome challenges? So it depends upon the challenge, right? I would always make sure that I try to be three to four questions ahead of the situation at hand. So if I knew we were having a delivery issue with a particular supplier, or I've got a client today that might be struggling with revenue growth, try to be three or four questions ahead of where they might be so we can have answers, plans in place to execute instead of waiting for the one to wait for everything to happen. And that has really been helpful to me to be to kind of be those steps ahead and asking those things to understand the risks. And it helps me ask a lot of questions of those business owners when we have our conversations. So that way, many of them are focused on what's happening right now today in this moment. But I'll ask them questions about maybe next week or next month or seven months from now or three years from now 
they're not even thinking about in order to help them connect the dots along the way. So it's really just trying to stay a few steps ahead of what the current situation is to to have those options and flexibility to uh, be nimble. What are your keys to success? When I go through my strength finders from, from Gallup, really those things have really helped define me. That's my responsibility. I tell somebody to do something that you can you can count on it. Um, that context kind of talked about being able to draw in the context around me by asking those questions and understanding the past because the past is a very good predictor of the future, particularly if you don't change anything. I'm a very analytical kind of person as I take that data and see what's going on. And when I do things, I do them with purpose and I like to connect the dots and arrange things so we can get the desired outcome. Those things have really allowed me to create a successful environment for myself as well as my past team members, staff members, and and clients today. If you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be and what would you say to them? That is a challenge because there's so many different areas of life that I've had people I'd want to talk to. I, I would love to talk to Rudy Giuliani and President Bush about 9-11 because uh, that was a very impactful day in my life and in you know how we how we live our lives going forward and understanding how they were so successful in generating and and creating a sense of unity at that moment in time in that point in history would just be a great conversation to have and just hear about it and understand if it was really fly by the seat if it was really strategic if it was just who they were those would be great conversations Let's take a quick break from this awesome conversation for a quick message from our sponsor. Seems everyone is podcasting these days. But if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash Production. Now we've learned um, a little bit about you. We know your favorite things, some of your favorite things to do, mainly cooking. I'm going to write that down as a note and circle it. Uh, We know you like to help people. We know you, you know, your superpower and how you overcome challenges and some of your keys to success. Tell us about your business. What do you do? What I do is really help business owners connect their tomorrow to today. I have those conversations to ask those business owners, what do they want tomorrow? Where are they trying to go? And why are they trying to do that? As I mentioned earlier, too many business owners are focused on what's happening today. I've got to get the order out today. Sally called in sick. I I got to get this printer fixed or whatever the situation is. And they lose focus on where they really want to take the business. All good business coaches, consultants, um, you know, accounting firms, et cetera, will help you grow your business help you increase profits, help you increase your efficiencies and find more time. And that's all well and good. The question I always have is why? What are you trying to achieve? In the next 10 to 15 years, there's going to be $10 trillion of business transactions that are going to change hands uh, is one of the stats I saw. And, and those business owners that aren't prepared for that transition or have a healthy business, they're going to lose out on that equity stake um, that they've worked so hard for so many years on. Those 
those small manufacturers I was talking about earlier in my career, those are the guys that are about to say, hey, how do I get out? And I think they're very underserved and understanding where they want to go and and help them get there and realize that dream is very important to me because they've earned it. They've earned that right to be able to go out with a happy ending. Now, we um, we were talking uh, about this a little bit offline, but every time I get the chance, <laughs> I take advantage of it. L- let's talk a little bit about business coaching and huh? how valuable it is for business owners because my listeners are business owners and entrepreneurs. And I, I, I try to, to push this message as much as I possibly can um, about how valuable the right coach is. So spend a little time there talking about coaching, what it is, and why it's valuable. Yeah. So for me, that value, that valuable piece is, is being that person you can go to and talk about things you don't want to talk to maybe your sales manager about or your operations manager. Help that business owner see things through a different lens. Um, hold them accountable to the things that they want to do. Uh, that non-equity partner, so to speak, right? Be that trusted advisor that can help in a business sense. You know, most owners will have their accountant. They may have their financial planner or their lawyer. Um, they may have you know, the banker that they use as their trusted advisor in that space. Most of those folks are very good in their lane, but maybe don't have the skill or talent or content or materials to help connect all the dots along the way to, to see what that unattended consequence is of a particular, maybe a financing option or let's go take out some debt instead of trying to figure out how to increase revenue instead from a marketing perspective or something like that. So just having another viewpoint helps you create that sense of community as well as give you that opportunity to make your own decision for what's best for your business by getting other information from an outside influence. I definitely agree uh, with you. Perspective, accountability, having that, that, that trusted advisor are all very, very valuable uh, things to have in a business. Talk a little bit about how um, the some of the 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 sp- more specific responsibilities give us um if you can some examples of um in your your work things that you've worked with clients on so one of the things right now in that transition space i have a client that we're working on um he had just bought out his partner previously and now he's looking to sell to his management team uh, in about 4 to 5 years he wants to become that chairman of the board and kind of start stepping away from responsibility perspective so when you start having those conversations and asking the question about you know, what results do you expect from each one of those positions in your organization from an organizational perspective, that question is very hard for most people to answer because we tend to focus on the tasks, right? So we want our CFO or our accounting person to take care of all our financials. But what do you expect from that person from a results standpoint? Are you expecting you know, accounts receivable to be less than 15 days or expecting accounts payable to be no more than 45 days. What results are you expecting from everybody on your team? So that way you create that clarity and that accountability within your organization. And that really helps set up a really good transition plan because maybe that team decides, hey, you know what? Market's really good right now. I'm going to cash out on something and go start my own thing. And now all of a sudden you've lost a key individual inside your organization, but you don't know the results that they were expecting. You just know the tasks they were doing. And that creates a big gap when that happens in your organization. So having those really focused conversations on results and expectations is very important. Well, time flies when you're having fun, Brad. But um, as we wrap things up here, give the enterprisers an actionable step or tip to improve their businesses today. 
So as you may or may not be aware, uh, your thoughts drive your feelings, right? And your feelings will drive your actions and your actions will drive results. The unfortunate part is it's both true. It's true for both positive and negative thoughts, right? So I'm going to challenge everyone to find a trigger that brings you happy thoughts, right? It might be your family. It could be pets. It could be a photo, a poem, you know, getting your driver's license when you're a teenager, whatever those things are that bring those positive vibes back to you. When you find yourself thinking negatively, use that as your trigger point to say, hey, how can I turn this negative thought and feeling into some positive thoughts and feelings, which can create positive actions to create those positive results? This law of self-control is one that's been around for centuries. Um, it can't be broken. And I guess the question I would have for everybody is, when was the last time you had negative results with positive thoughts? Awesome, Brad. So if people want to reach out to you and touch base and get a, a, a deeper sense of what it, what it is that you do, how can they do that? Uh, they can reach me uh, at my email at B as in boy, H-E-R-D-A at focalpointcoaching.com. They can find me on LinkedIn at Brad-Herda. Um, I'm also Facebook page at Focal Point Coach Brad and via something old, old technology, the telephone, uh, <laughs> 414-852-4224 would be my cell phone. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brad, for sharing with us today. I know I have a few golden nuggets on my end, and I'm sure that the listeners are going to find it valuable as well. So thanks again for taking the time out to talk with us. Oh, no, thank you, LZ. I appreciate the opportunity as well. It's been a fantastic time. As you said, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, Enterprisers, that was yet another awesome episode of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we try to inspire, motivate, educate, and transform you into success. If you haven't done so already, head on out to Facebook and like us and go out to uh, Twitter, do your thing there, and also find us on LinkedIn. And uh, if you are not subscribed, I know we have many listeners who listen to the show, but are not subscribed. Go ahead out to iTunes, subscribe to the, the to the podcast and leave a review. The more the merrier. So we want to we want to hear from you. We want to know what we're doing right. And we want to know what we could be doing better because our our goal is to bring value to you. So let us know how we're doing. You can also shoot me an email, eflinard at enterprise dash now dot biz. All right, guys, thank you so much for your support. We would not be able to do what we do without you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.